This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Stars and Character crossing over with Best of Fives. Best of Fives. What is that? Is, is that the theme song or Best of Fives? Dun, 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 dun. Best of Fives. <laughs> Five <the> best. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello. I mean, hello. And we're also joined with by a special guest. And when I say special, I mean he's very special. So special, I should be in special ed. (laughs) I almost said short bus special, but I was like, no. (laughs) I was was thinking something about it. You you said it first, so I just got on the end of that short bus. Say hello, Adam. Hello. (laughs) You sound so sad. Are you alright? I'm great. You sound like um, Eeyore. Yeah. Well, thanks for noticing me. <laughs> well, this one, we did a bunch so far, right, Tim? We did a bunch of... Yeah, we've done... How many? We've done... Have we done four? I want to say yes. I think you've done uh, Force Awakens. Uh, did you guys do The Last Jedi already? I think that's... Uh, yeah. I yeah. think we did Last Jedi. Last Jedi, we... Uh, and, and, the, and we did the, the two... The two uh, standalones. Yeah, two no. good Disney movies. Oh, uh, <laughs> positivity, people. Well, I'm I'm going off to him for just one second. Enough with the Disney Star Wars cartoon shit. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, there's Resistance. There's a new I, one that just came out or coming out. Star Wars Adventures with the classic characters. There's the 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 Lego Star Wars thing that that's on now. All Stars is it called? I don't know. They're just they're shoving so much at us, and I I just don't know. That's all my that's my negativity. I uh, I haven't I haven't seen any of the new stuff. I mean I, I uh, honestly I haven't I, I didn't watch Rebels although I, I do want to watch that, was, that, that probably when it comes when it when it comes on the Disney streaming thing. But I think I think what they're doing right now uh, is I think they're just creating just content for the streaming service. Yeah. I think I think they I think they want Star Wars Star Wars to really be a big part of the streaming service. So I think they're just creating content left and right. I haven't watched Resistance. I was listening to another popular Star Wars podcast, uh, and they were they 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 were reviewing it, and even they were saying that they that they weren't fans of it. But I can't I. I can't say one way or another. I don't. I don't Tim, have an I, opinion of it. I know exactly the other Star Wars podcast that's out there that was talking about it, and I was shocked on the stuff they were saying because they, you know they love everything Star Wars, but this show is just bad. Adam, well, and they were are you they were it? they were kind of saying well they they weren't saying that in so many words, but they were they were saying when is this show going to get good? Yeah. I I really dug Rebels. I thought Rebels was really well done, especially when they got into the later seasons where you see them, you know, um, starting to get closer to Rogue One and A New Hope. Resistance just 
no desire to see it. The one one of the Star Wars podcasts I listened to, they were saying the show should have been set like ten years before Force Awakens and focused on Poe Dameron, and they didn't mm-hmm. understand why they did because it's right now. I think the show's only a couple months before Force Awakens, and it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I will not be checking that one out. But I, I can say Rebels. Rebels is worth it. Definitely a guy worth it. I think Rebels took a while. I did like it, but it got, it got better as the show progressed. I yeah, I watching the first season. I I was not hooked during the first season, um, and I never and, and I never returned. Partly one of the main reasons I didn't return is because uh, Chris over here won't let me won't give me the password so I can get the Disney XD app. Tim, you were here. You should have should have asked the one who has the brains in this house. All right. You can be the middleman now. <laughs> so, uh, I will, Tim, you're right. 100. percent though. The first season is is very slow to get going. Yeah. Um, but once they get off of Ezra's planet, <clears throat> excuse me, and and start exploring more of the universe, it really gets good. Um, especially with some of the stuff they delve into with the Force. Yeah. and stuff. So. It was good. So, yeah. yeah, it was. It, it was gives me something. It was good to look forward to. And, and they're getting the new Clone Wars uh, is coming on on the new Disney streaming thing, man. Which that's gonna be fucking cool yeah. as shit. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think the Mandalorian's but, gonna be awesome, and, and I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, but they uh, just they just added Nick sure. Nolte. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh well, you know what? They added Nick Nolte. I'm not gonna watch the show now. Wait, but Nick Nolte! Maybe like 20 years ago. Okay, for, although, no, no, no. He has a new movie coming out where he's like a grandfather who has no memory. Oh, looks so good. There you go. Well, Chris, maybe you'll look out and they'll cast Mel Gibson as you know what? or some shit. Do not tease me, because that would be Mel and Star Wars. Oh, my God. Two great tastes that taste great together. Damn right. You got your Mel Gibson on my Star Wars. Start with Mel Gibson. But anyway... But uh, the purpose of this episode, yes, and now to get to get back on track, is uh, the best of fives. You 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 know when you love it, um, and what what we're talking about is we're going to be talking about the Phantom Menace, and uh, and I've said this on other episodes. There's a lot of negativity going out these these days around Star Wars. It's very polarized. Star Wars and politics. You know, everyone everyone has an asshole. Everyone has an opinion. Um, but. We wanted to turn things in, around and make things all pretty much all positive. We want we all love Star Wars, um, and the main reason for this is just so we can talk about the things that we really like about Star Wars without chiming in and talking about all the things that we hate. It's really easy for us to point out things that we hate. Uh, it's all it's always easier to say I hate that I hate that. But sometimes if you if you want to talk at length about something that you really like, sometimes there's a it's it's a little more difficult, and we sometimes will pepper, you know, n- a nice thing with a with with a bad thing. But this is all positive. We're going to be talking about all the things that we like about a, a film that arguably a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about. <laughs> but I this is this is my favorite prequel movie. Uh, so I, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start it there. Um, this is my favorite prequel movie, and I have a lot of nice things to say about about uh, a lot of things about the movie. Um, so yeah, that's that's our that's our little intro there. You know what's what's scary though is when you think about it. Next year, this movie will be fucking twenty years old. Twenty years old, yeah. And that's still uh, just like 
is wait, wait, unbelievable. Is it, is yeah. it already 20 years old? Nine, 99, I guess. Uh, right? Was it 99? 90, 99. Yeah. Oh, God. May, May, what was it? May 19th, 1999. That's just, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's. God, I remember making my mom go out at midnight to get the action figures. How, now, Adam, <laughs> how, how old were you when this movie came out? I was a sophomore in uh, uh, high school. So, so you're like probably 15? about 15, 16 years old. Um, yeah. I remember seeing it with my dad and thinking it was like the best movie ever. And we'll, I'll get to some more memories than that. But uh, yeah. it, you know, at the time, this was the Star Wars movie that I grew up with. I mean, I saw the, the special editions in the theater and all that, but. Um, this was just so mind blowing. I just remember all the hype being huge. I remember, I think the first celebration was planned around this, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, Denver, it was just a huge Denver, movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think I was... it gets kind of going off what you were saying, Tim. I do think it gets some un, unjustified hate. I think there's a lot of great ideas here that if George had kind of been, uh, kept a little bit under control a little bit better. I think he could have gotten a really just mind blowing story out of this yeah. movie. So. I was, I was 23 and Chris, how you were, you were just a couple years older than me. Yeah. 25, 26. I get, yeah, yeah. Right there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So but who wants, I, I, wants to go? I, I think Adam, Adam should go for it. He's our guest, but I remember when, right. remember when this was coming out and we're like, holy shit, you know, it took forever since, since Jedi and now there's another Star Wars. Oh my God, sign me up, you know? Yeah. Take, take my money, you know? <laughs> so. All right, Adam. Well, What's so your number five? My number five is one, um, I don't remember where I first heard about this, but I remember this is the first time you really got to see it on screen and it was Coruscant. You know, I remember seeing the little flash of it at the end of re- the Return of the Jedi Special Edition. I remember seeing pictures of Coruscant on my Decipher Star Wars, the collectible card game cards, <laughs> you know. And then in this movie, you finally get to see this huge mega city with the Jedi Temple. And it was just, holy cow, you know, this is something that we've always heard about in the books and, and in the the expanded universe and now we finally see it live on the screen and it was just gorgeous to look at mm-hmm. great design wise it was just i mean yeah it was just fantastic well tim i'm going next because mine my number five is almost the same as his but my planet naboo oh i was thinking about adding that one yeah i, I was close and I think I think it was just very pretty and colorful and gorgeous. It was a gorgeous planet compared to and like the other in the original trilogy, I guess. You know, one's just all sandy and hot, and one's like a big swamp, and one's fucking cold. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. like, like this one had every. It, it looked gorgeous. It looked like a place that you wouldn't mind living at, or crash landing at, or 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 having a battle at, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? it was it, it was well, pretty. Yeah, the Cor- I mean, Coruscant is, is an awesome planet. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, Coruscant's an awesome planet. Naboo is an awesome planet. And, and one of the things I like about it is, like, like you, um, it's just it just looks like a pleasant place. Yeah. Like the whole the whole rolling fields that they have the battle on. That's Northern California. You get out you get out into the into the 
the sticks of Northern California, and that's what it looks like. If you, if it's if it's not a if it's not a redwood forest, you've got these rolling plains uh, and savannas, and it's it really is like striking to see if you get just outside of San Francisco and and see these this 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 amazing area, um, and that's what that and, and so yeah, I agree. That's a well, it's it's I'm, it's wonderful eye candy. Well, not it only is. that, but the design of feed, uh, yes. yeah, the city, it was just. Oh my gosh, it was just beautiful, and especially that one shot where it's painting and you see the huge waterfall. Yeah, and it was just really well designed and and very. You know what it reminds me of now, thinking about it, is um like the elf city in Lord of the Rings. You know, just very fantasy like yeah. and just beautiful. Well, and and with that, it's like they 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 went on location. They shot at that palace in Italy. And then there's some aspects of it that are like the Presidio in San Francisco. So there's Lucas, Lucas and his artists took what they knew and what they had seen around them and all adapted their, the, their literal surroundings into that planet. And, and, uh, and it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. What was it? Was the, the, the scene where Anakin and Padme are rolling around in the hay. Is that on Nebu? Yes. Okay. That's why I like it. It's a gorgeous. That's place. a different movie. Yeah, yeah but we're it's not on that movie yet, Chris. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the same planet, though, dick. so it's pretty, pretty to roll around in the hay and get laid. All right, you dick. But I think isn't this also like one of the first plants we see that's not one like climate? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't. We it haven't really like seen like any other parts of Naboo. It's uh, we every time we see Naboo. Uh, in in any of the media, it's always the same. It's like it's the same general. It's basically Italy. It's like it's like October and fall. It, it, it's just pretty. Yeah. <laughs> There's no seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, um, what's, what's your five? Tim, my number five is not anything from the movie specifically. My number five already breaking the rule. Uh, well, my number five <laughs> is basically the lead up to the release of this movie everything just just the just the anticipation for the movie the marketing for the movie people going to pay people paying money to go see meet joe black just so they could see the trailer yeah um the 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 toy the opening toy release uh all these people just seeing the trailer for the first time reading the magazine articles for, you know, for the two years that it took for them to make the movie, all that stuff. It just, it, it, to me, it, it was just, it was just a wonderful time to be a star Wars fan. And, and whenever the, anything and the, mm-hmm. the pizza hut boxes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there were, there, there were promotions as, as the movie was being released, but there was, there was so much, there was so much going on. And this is at the beginning of the internet. Uh, so, you we we weren't being overfed information um so like i would go on the force.net every day yeah and see what new information was out there um so it, it, in it was it, there was that counting down there was the lineup that 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 was there uh, chris and i went to the opening opening night toys r us thing yeah and everybody and it was it was just a wonderful time everybody was happy everyone was excited um, until the movie came out, and then that's where everybody got polarized. Uh, but at for for a brief period of time, everyone was on the same boat, and we were all like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. 
And the yeah, the right. only uh, prior to the release, the only the only kind of negative thing I can think of um, was the Columbine thing happened like a month and change before the release of the of the movie, the Columbine shooting. And I, you know, I remember, just remember like hearing like several of the kids were Star Wars fans. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it was just like, ah, oh. uh, that 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 was that was a that was a hard thing to hear because it's like well, here I am, I'm I'm excited this movie, and these poor kids over here, uh, you know, didn't get a chance to see the movie. They, they didn't get a chance to hate the movie, like <laughs> like a lot of us did. They never got that opportunity. But then never, never has there been a movie like this where where there has been the uh, the actual movie aside, where there have been documentaries, magazine articles, books, uh, fanboys of, of an entire fictional film based on the lead up to a movie. Uh, never, never has there been, and I don't, and I, I honestly, I don't think there ever will be a, a, a moment like this in terms of film history. Uh, going forward, I think I think we we're you, we're just a different well, society now. Well, even if you look at the build up for you know, episode seven, it was nothing like this when it came out. I mean, this yeah. you had people camping out for weeks yeah. just to be the but, first well because one back then the there was no pre sale, there was no assigned seats. You, you had to <laughs> yeah exactly to go get a seat. Yeah, and well, when the when the movie was coming out, uh, I remember. Uh, Reading an article in he was either Wizard or Toy Fair magazine saying, "Hey, if anybody knows anybody that's got," they were they were jokingly saying something, and I sent an email or a, or a letter, and uh, the the editors uh, and writers of Toy Fair and Wizard magazine came down to Quakertown, and I watched the movie with with those guys, and half those guys went on to create Robot Chicken and stuff. So it, it, there there were a lot of things surrounding the the opening of this movie that I will never forget that I hold near and dear to my heart and am thankful to be a star Wars fan because this movie was released. What do you think got, got more smack? Like when, after people saw Phantom Menace or after people saw last Jedi? Honestly, I yeah. think last Jedi. Yeah. I think, I think last Jedi got, got way much more backlash, but also people have much, People have more. There, there's more of a forum now for 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 people to to yeah. make their yeah. voice their opinion, pro- positive or, or otherwise. Uh, back then, there weren't social media. There were there social media wasn't a thing back then. There were message boards on things, and that was about it. So uh, people could go on and say, oh, "I hate the Phantom Menace." Yeah, uh, you know. But do you think, given that this was the first new real new star Wars thing in what was it? 20 years. Do you think even if the internet had been around when this movie came out, would it have gotten backlash like the last Jedi? I mean, to me, this, everyone was just so excited that George Lucas was making another movie. I mean, me personally, I don't remember the backlash to it starting until like it came back out on VHS. And I just don't ever remember as really. I, yeah, I think, <laughs> As people, kids, kids loved it. I, I, I and I, and I, and I will, I will say this. I remember when I saw it the first time. I came out of it not really. I was a little conflicted. I didn't know how I felt about it. Um, I knew I liked certain things. I knew I didn't like certain things. But as as I, as I was, but as I as I watched it, 
I started to minimize the things I didn't like, and I started to focus on the things I did like. But with with the the backlash that this has received, you had a lot of people who were say fifteen when uh, Return of the Jedi came out, uh, fifteen and and maybe a couple years older the the original trilogy fans who came in and now they're in their thirties and they're and they're and they're disappointed because this isn't their this isn't the Star Wars they were expecting. But you had a lot of kids that liked it. But as they got older, they realized, oh. I mean, the originals are better, and I see how kid-like this is. But I think there were a lot of kids that were trying to shake their kidness and and talk and talk bad about this. And uh, and and one one last thing before, and I think a lot of people just bandwagoned against it. A lot of people were like, "Well, a lot of people, but this people are saying this movie shit. This movie must be shit." Um, right. So, I I do I, th- I think I think that it's it's a combination of those three things mainly, but the, everybody has their own story. As to why they do and don't like this movie. Let's let's jump to Adam. Adam, you're number four now. Number four. So my number four, um, the pod race scene. It mm. it just it's such a cool scene from the movie. Just you know, it was so fast and so beautifully shot. I mean, you really feel like when you're, especially in some of those point of view scenes, that you're going four, five, six hundred miles an hour. Um, I, even though I, not to sound say anything negative, but I, I didn't really care for Anakin in the movie. I did like how they started to to uh, sow the field of no, he is the strongest Jedi. He's the only human that can control a pod racer, you know. And it was just such a good scene. And I think to tie into this, I remember after my dad and I went and saw this movie, he took me to the electronics boutique in the mall and bought the pod racer video game. I remember that. The, is that for the, uh, yeah, Chris had yep. that. Yeah. Awesome. And that, that game was just so much fun and so enveloping. And it was like, okay, it was 15 minutes of the movie, but it was a great 15. Minutes. And he, and he had a hard time, you know, you would keep on dying, but you wanted to just keep on playing and see how far further you could get through the game. You know, Exactly. I remember the cooler part was you could plug in two Nintendo controllers. Yes. And it would be like exactly like controlling it like like Anakin does in the movie. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But even going back to the movie though, the scene is great. I, I love the whole feel of you know, the Roman chariot racing. I, I thought that was a great idea that he used. It really played up that this was a different time in the Star Wars universe where, you know, things were a little bit more I don't want to say civilized because it's not a civilized sport, but you know what I mean. It was more right. like kind of a an older time than what yeah. we see in the later movies. But it was a great scene, awesome job, and I love it. That's that's a great number four, and that's all I'm going to say about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> because that's your number four. No, my number four... You know me, I got heartstrings, just pulling them, and, and I, I get gooseys, and I get so excited. It's when the the um, probably the two the most two famous droids in, in droid history meet. Two one B and FX seven. <laughs> I was thinking of what Stu was going to say. You <laughs> have when the, when the nobot <laughs> stepped in who uh, in Mos Espa? Is that what you're talking about? That's exactly the scene. Just, just when you know when when they meet and everything, and he's 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 naked. They're coverings, yeah, naked. <laughs> yeah. His 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 three PO is hanging out, you know, and there's 
really nice and shiny. Hanging out with this mechanical wang out. R2 is all shiny and glistening. It's just, you know, because you know all the adventures they're going to fucking have. Yeah. And then they and they're, and they're and they're finally meeting, and it's just it's just sweet. It pulls my heartstrings. I, and I, I at like this that. time, <laughs> at this time, you're thinking, I've seen all the droids cartoons. I know the adventure you're going to get into with that weirdo with that weird hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was just it's it's. I liked it. I like you know. I was like, oh, look at them meeting. This is sweet. Come here. <laughs> yeah, come here. That's my number four. Yeah, it's short and sweet. Four. Short and sweet. That's a good one. My number four is very similar to to Adams. Uh, the pod race. Uh, I loved the sound design and the editing of that. The the pod race for for people who who enjoy sound, it's it is a cornucopia of like yeah. everything great about what Ben Burt does. Just wonderful. Um, the, the Formula One engines and yeah, oh. just Did you guys every, have a you, chance I mean, to it, to see this in in three D when it came out. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't get to see it in 3D. Oh, no. I wish I had. I think the pod racing was probably one of the cool, cool scenes in 3D. It's it, it's uh, it's it's the the sound design is so well. You could pro- if you've seen the movie enough times, you can shut your eyes and you can identify different pod ca- po- podcasts. <laughs> you can identify yeah, that's Star Wars in character. That's the Force.net. Yeah, there's. Uh, uh, Rebel Force Radio. Rebel, yeah, you can you can close your eyes and you can say, "Oh, that's a Bulba. That's Mars Guo. That's so I and I do love that scene. And and I've and I've said this on different things. My favorite toy of the prequel era is the Sebulba Pod Racer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and so the without the Pod Racer, we would not have had that 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 awesome awesome toy. Um, so yeah, the, the, the pod racing, the sound design, this is more technical stuff. The sound design and the editing of that scene, uh, even in, even, even in the theatrical release where they cut out the entire second lap. Um, but I do, I do prefer the, now that you watch it, I do prefer the extended edition where you do have the full race, all three laps in there. They, they cut out like, what was that? Four or five minutes. Is that on the Blu-ray? Four or five minutes. When, when they put it out on VHS, uh, it came, um, it came with the extended, uh, pod race. So not since the original theatrical release have, has that, has it been released without, without the, the second lap as far as I know. Um, but yeah, they, 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 it's, it's, it was like three or four minutes that, that, uh, was taken out or initial, initial timing, but yep. Did, number four pod race, sound design and editing. Tim Did you guys ever racing. see the uh, Pod Race uh, arcade game? Yes. Where you said, yeah. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and one well, and 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 this Pod Race, a lot of people they they I, I, the people that are negative against it, uh, the Pod Race really is gave us so many great video games. Yeah. You had the original one. You had the you had the racer game in the arcade. And you had that Racer Revenge game, yeah. and I'm sure Lego has something with this. Yeah, uh, it was in the. I know they had a really good pod race level in the, the Lego Star Wars Complete Saga. So that had a really good one too. So it's beyond beyond just entertaining us for that that 15 minutes in the film. We we for, killed plenty of brain cells playing our video games. You know? Yeah, for literally hours on end. This yeah. this scene has 
has has uh, entertained us uh, in other ways. Tim, that pie racing is an excellent choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, where number are we three. at now? I'm so excited. Where number, are we number three. three. Who? Adam, there, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so my top three are kind of all related, um, but number three, and this is by no means, I don't want anybody to think that I'm knocking this down a level because it's still a great part of the movie. Um, it's a combination of the final duel and duel of the fates. Um, the final duel between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul is just, this is when you finally get to see Jedi in all their glory. Like none of this, like half-assed, Oh, I'm going to whack you with my stick. Yeah. It's like, no, we're fighting to <laughs> there's kill fucking summer souls. There's yeah. flips. There's fucking, there's all kinds of exactly. shit going on. And it's that, oh, that first moment when, you know, they're going towards the door in the hangar and Darth Maul just pops out. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, he means business. He's gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but then he has the a double dog. fucking saber blade. Come on, yeah, I think it was awesome. He gave me a double sided dick. I was like, oh my god, I he has dick. two dicks, one for he each of them. Grown a tail. How did this happen? I mean, <laughs> never know what Obi Wan and Qui Gon got into, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but then to top it all off, you have this great song by John Williams. Oh, that yeah. even when you listen to just the music, you can almost oh. see the oh. whole. Oh, duel in dun, your dun, head dun, dun, um dun, i think this is the first time i don't i don't remember ever remember them doing it ever again where they had a music video release i remember watching that premiere for duel of the yeah, Fates. Yeah. On, on trl yeah kind of going back to what tim was saying the whole build-up to it i mean jesus they had a freaking music video for a score from a star wars movie that and just and they released crazy. a cd single of that and I think I have on a dual CD or something on a soundtrack version. It's that song with dialogue during the fucking song. That was that was the MTV that was the music video. video. Yeah, yeah, that was the music video. Yeah, and I have the actual CD that you can hear it, and it's 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 that yeah. you can hear him. Yeah, that, it, that that must have been on the CD single, I guess. Yeah, Invasion. Yeah, it was fucking great. Invasion. <laughs> Invasion. Yeah, that, that was a great part of the movie. They they did was, do a they did do a video for. Um, uh, across the stars. Okay, but they they showed it. They showed it like for a week, and then it was done. Um, but it's something they haven't really. Other than that, I mean, they didn't yeah. do you know music videos for Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, why would yeah. they? It's it's it's. <laughs> I think it's the only time that MTV ever released uh, ever ever aired a classical video. We'll say that. The, the, and that's the only time that they were still showing videos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for the for the last time ever, a video on MTV. Yeah, really. Uh, that's yeah, a good that one. That was my number three. That's, the that's a fantastic number three. My number three is another heartstring pulling moment. Um, I don't care what you say. I don't care what, you know, what happens later on in Revenge of the Sith and everything. It's when... Obi gets on his his knees and shakes Anakin Skywalker's hand, and Skywalker meets one Kenobi. And Qui Gon said that. I just nice gave, to meet you. It's sweet as hell because you well not not at the moment I guess because you know that that little boy yeah. is going to kill that young man, <sighs> kill everybody. He's just going to kill them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pretty he might as well just fucking snapped off Anakin's legs in Phantom Menace. You know here. Yeah, snap. This was gonna happen, but it was just—it was just cool. It's just cool seeing two characters who you who you love and grew up with, and, and you know, just when they first fucking high there, you know. Well, and and when you saw that in the theater the first time, you know, in the packed theater on opening night, 
that got a, that got a little bit of like a chuckle because yeah. everybody's like, ha ha ha! You guess what's happening? Twenty years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in, you're in for a shock. It, yeah, it was just you yeah. know, it, it gives shock you shock to the system. It gives you you know gooses on your balls. So you know that that <laughs> that's what I like. And whatever does it for you. Yep. Um, Sam, what's your three? My number three, and this is this is the last of my technicals here. Uh, I loved everything about the art direction, the character design, and the vehicle design. Everything this this movie gets slagged because everything looks new, but uh, for me, it it works because they're 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 on Naboo. Naboo is is a is an is an artistic society. Uh, kind of a hoity-toity society, so everything is beautiful. Even their warships are gonna be sexy. So I, 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 I loved it, and I loved the look of the battle droids. I loved all the aliens that we saw. We saw more aliens in this movie than we've seen in any of the other movies. There are so many aliens and characters in this movie. They're in the whole pod racing. Uh, yeah, scene. some look great. Some look. Obviously, like rubber masks and and paper bags and a, and a trash bag for, for pants. <laughs> Holes but, cut in their head, but, yeah. Yeah. But, and some of them are just like people with dreadlocks with face paint. Uh, but it, I, I loved it. I, I, I loved, I loved how practical it was. I loved the digital. I loved, I loved the, just the look of everything in this movie. And, and this was, this was the last of the Star Wars movies to, to be shot on film. Uh, mostly there are some digital scenes, but I like the look of the film. It, it's the best looking of the prequels. And, uh, so it's, it's to, to me, it's just very enjoyable to sit and look at it. It's it, so I, everything about just the look of the film direction, art direction, characters, vehicles. I love them all. Love them yeah, all. And the, the ships were, was one of my honorable mentions. Cause I, I kind of like what you were saying. I love the whole fact of, you can tell this is a different period these yeah. ships, they're not just solely for function. They're designed to look cool, you know, look pretty, and holy cow. I, I, still, the Naboo fighter is one of my favorite ships in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I just love the look of it. I love how it even has more of that look of a, a World War II fighter plane, and it's just all of it's great. So and for, that's a really good one. For several years after the release of this, they – there was a tour of uh, the art of the art of the starship that went to different museums. And Chris, I think you went to one in Indianapolis. Yeah, you saw I remember it, that. Where they had the, the full size Jedi starship. I saw it when it was at the Smithsonian in the in the castle. They had the art of the starship at the castle in the Smithsonian uh, in DC. Um, and so yeah, it was. You go and you see you see a life size version of that damn ship. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Beautiful. Why were the ships sexy though? What made what makes them sexy? Well, I mean, it's it's like it's it's like like Italian cars. Okay, like it's like all the they're, they're, they're sexy. You look at that car; it's like that's a sexy car. The the ships from A New Hope are like Volvos, and then the ships from the prequels are Ferraris and Mercedes. And, yeah, yeah. If if you were alone in a room with, with a ship, would you take out your dick and rub it against it? You'll never know. <laughs> Well, I'm not leaving you alone in a room with a ship then. All right. Yeah. You shut the door and all of a sudden you're just slip, 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 just slip. Make sure you keep an eye on him. Make sure you keep an eye on him at Celebration. There's going to be a lot of ships around. Mm-hmm. Keep you your know. dick in your pants, Timmy. Yeah. Uh, 
Who is it? Who is it? Han- Handsome Luke. He he brought his car to uh, the car show at the last celebration. So I'll just like just pop my putt up against that. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say because he's a handsome man. <laughs> with, a, with a sexy car. Yes, yeah. Um, too sexy for his car. Um, Adam, it's your turn. Number two? Number two, again, hard choice. But something just beat him just a little bit. But uh, Darth Maul. Yes. Such yeah. a great villain. I, I love the look. I love... I mean, you look at that guy and you can tell him, no, this dude is evil. He is going to fuck you up. Um, and down. Yes. I mean, he'll, he'll take you to town with his double-bladed dildo. <laughs> um, but just the whole look of it, and, you know, he's just... I, I really don't know what more to say. He's just such a great character, you know, and... it's it, the, the first time you see him, he's such a great character, and you're kind of upset when he, when he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because think- you want more. I think that's probably one of the problems of the movie is like you have all these great ideas that you know just you didn't have to do you, you should have built on them but I, I would have loved to have seen Darth Maul been like the Darth Vader of this movie and go through all of them yeah but it was cool to see the little bit of time we had with him was great plus maybe stay tuned for a future episode folks but all the shit that happens with him later on, you know, in, in the in the movies or in the the new cartoons and, and everything else, you know, it's just a great character, great design. You know, I mean, even shoot, I remember for a while before you know some of the expanding universe happened, Darth Maul was kind of the quintessential Sith. Like you saw all these other Sith characters with the tattoos like him, mimicking yeah, his Darth style. Talon. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but I think there was in a couple of other characters in the legacy books where you know they were red skin with black tattoos and you know just a great character. Ray Park knocked it out, knocked it out of the park. Uh, no pun hmm, intended. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just fantastic. Excellent nice. choice. My number two was already said twice, and I got nothing more to say. I guess I had to. <laughs> Is the fucking pod racing. It's one of the greatest moments of this movie. I loved when the fucking Tusken Raiders were fucking shooting at the ships. Yeah. The mm. pods going by. I love when it went by the screen and you see a Jawa Yutini. Watch yeah. it go right, real yeah. fast. You know, classic callbacks to the characters we grew up with. Everything you guys said, you know, everything about it is just, it's so... Like, I can watch that, whatever, 10-minute scene on a loop over and it's over a- and over again. And you, you you bring it up, and a lot of people don't like the don't like the the humor and the comedy in the movie. But it is it's a it's a it's an intense scene that's peppered with little with little jokes, right? Uh, that will make a little kid chuckle. You know, oh Java, ah, ha, ha, that thing shot at that thing. Oh that that funny looking man can't get his that funny looking guy with four arms can't get his thing started. I He's thought you just said like the funny looking man can't get it up. You know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Can't can't get his thing, can't get his uh, pod race started, you know. And it blows up, and and you, and you got the, the the little the little pit droids and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's an it's a it's an intense scene with a lot of action, but also has a lot of a lot of humor. Ju- so and some of it some of it a little juvenile, but 
still it to me it works it works it does the whole thing it's 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 one of the like I'm trying to I guess I guess I'm trying to think like what other cool chase scenes in all the movies obviously I guess the speeder bike yeah, yeah pikes speeder bikes um the the Death Star trench like there's only a few scene like chasing vehicle scenes that you know top it or or tie with it but this is definitely mm-hmm. up there. I would actually say this is better than some of those chasing mentioned. Better than the speeder bikes? And I say it because the speeder bikes very much, you know, you ha- you're stuck with the one view because of the technology at the time. Yeah. You don't have any of these great panning shots or, you know, these perspective views where you're flying in and out of the tree. It, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, geez, I... I, I we're getting you wrong. You. I'm about Don't to tell us not to get you I'm about wrong. to hit hang up right now. Yeah. We just got you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is just so much more colorful and, and lively, and I I'm leaning towards it being better than those. Yes. Well, thanks for being on, Adam. Yeah. So long, fucker. So Click. long. I don't want to know what your number one is. So long, screwy. See you in St. Louis. <laughs> But I love the bike, Peter bike. What is, what, is, what, what Jim Carrey movie is that? He's like, so long, fucker. Was that Liar no, Liar? That, that, that was um where he's at Niagara Falls and he goes, back to you, fuckers. <laughs> oh, 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 um, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> that, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. Yep. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking to some old lady and they said something about the Titanic or something to her. Yeah. And then he's done. Back to you, fuckers. I think that's the only F word in the movie. I think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, PG thirteen, you can get one in. You get one yeah, in there, and that, and that was a good one. Uh, Timmy, you're number two. My number two. It's already been said. <gasps> uh, it's the Padres. No, um, uh, my number two, Duel of the Fates. Mm. Uh, for for everything Adam said, it it set the tone of the film perfectly. If 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 you if if you are someone who just claims that they can't find anything redeeming about this movie, and you mentioned Duel of the Fates, they'll say, "Yeah, that's cool." <laughs> they'll they'll they, for for even even the most staunch prequel hater and Phantom Menace hater, they will still say Duel of the Fates is awesome. Um, and so, and for all the reasons that, that, that Adam said, and for that, that's why it's my number two. Excellent choice. I haven't said that yet. <laughs> but you will. Ooh, I wonder what's next. <laughs> Adam, we're down to our number one moment, scene, memory, aspect, whatever you want to say of The Phantom Menace. What's yours? So, my number one, uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mm. I mean... Yeah, well, if only (laughs) be a different conversation. (laughs) Um, But no, you had two fantastic actors playing these characters, uh, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor. Um, I loved seeing Obi-Wan be cocky and just kind of an asshole. You know, he's just kind of a smartass. But I also love seeing Qui-Gon being this wise Jedi who, who, who is willing to go against you know, the, the council and their wishes to do what he think is right. Uh, I just love the character dynamic. Great, great characters in the movie. Um, again, wish they hadn't killed Qui-Gon so soon, but 
I get it. I understand why you had to do it. Um, but I'm really hoping we get to see Ewan McGregor come back as Obi-Wan. Oh, my God. Because uh, he, be... he just did such a fantastic job. Not only in this movie, but just across the board. He mm-hmm. blew it out of the park. Yeah. Agreed. What was was I forget what the what was um was Liam Neeson like really anybody yet I guess was he like Schindler's List was that what you know Yeah he was it was probably this dark. was kind of the start of him really getting I, I feel like this was the start of him kind of becoming a big bigger deal than he already was Schindler's okay. List Schindler's List was what five years before Schindler's List was a was a big thing for him. And then there was, the, he had this upward arc that kind of peaked around this time, maybe another year or so after it. And then he kind of faded back a little bit. And then yeah. when the, uh, then when the, um, taken movie yeah. came, that's what, out, came out, that's when he popped way back up. Yeah. Again. Well, when did his wife pass away? It was short. Why? It was a couple years after this movie, wasn't it? Um, it was away a while. Ago, it was like yeah. two thousand. I would say two thousand five, maybe two thousand six. More. It was a Miranda Richardson. Was that? Was that his wife's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The actress. Yeah. Uh, well, he's in. He's in a new there. movie coming out. He's like a snowplower in Alaska or something, and someone fucks with his family or something happens, and he's fucking just kicks ass. It looks so. It looks so bad. It, like almost like like that train movie that he made. What was that one? But you know what? The Taken movies are fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, I think they get the first two. The first two are really <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Three's kind of like first one is. I mean, that's phenomenal. And two's no, yeah, almost I like them all. Like them all. No. <laughs> <laughs> the first two are really awesome. The first two are are basically one movie. The third one, it gets a, it gets a little a yeah. little ridiculous. Um, the but the the last movie was in. Um, Widows is uh, is quite enjoyable. That was good. It was I, I I thought it was slow at a lot of moments, but it was it was all right. Natasha Richardson was his wife. She died in two thousand nine, so okay. she's been so gone. It was 10 quite years. well. But um, I also liked how he came back. He was willing to come back for a couple of Clone Wars episodes. Yes, which yes. were really important Clone Wars episodes. If you haven't seen them, I think it was the oh shoot, what was it called? Um, there was the 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 where they he where they met the the force the the yeah, the, the force mother and sister and yeah and then, and then he came he back was, again at the end during the the final or yeah, did he did he do a voice arc. in the final one or did or was he just there no, was, was the a, character there uh, and it was the final arc uh, with Yoda it was part of the um the unreleased missions or whatever yeah you don't see him he's kind of like a ball of light. But he starts to explain to Yoda like how yeah. to come back through the Force. But yeah, I love Liam Neeson. He's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> guess he he's my Mel Gibson. Well, yeah. see, if, I, I, I I'll tell you this: for the longest time, I did not like Liam Neeson because of the Mel Gibson connection. Because I think Rob Roy was a was a Braveheart wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you didn't you didn't like him in the Bounty. With Mel Gibson, I oh that's right. No, I did not. I wasn't watching the Bounty <laughs> for Liam Neeson. Tim, I was watching it for for Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I, I, I now if it, this this is this is this is my my moment of criticism here. Yeah, I, I I do wish that they had that Qui Gon had an Obi Wan like role in 
the other two movies in absolutely yep and i and I, yep. I have a feeling that that's that that's how i have a feeling that that's how lucas conceived it but for whatever reason it it didn't come to be uh i mean it, even even in the, the the novelization for for sith there's a conversation with qui-gon so i i i have a feeling that in in lucas's original uh story arc for the the, the three movies that Qui-Gon really did have that Obi-Wan in. And I, and I think, I, I think, I, I think it would have made the, that prequel, uh, series much more cohesive and much more a mirror. And it would make it mirror the, uh, the original trilogy a little better. And, and I think people would be a little more forgiving of it. If, if, uh, Liam Neeson had a recurring presence. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think it's one of those situations where Lucas, kind of shot himself in the foot with having obi-wan train anakin you know if, if qui-gon doesn't die then obi-wan doesn't take on anakin as the padawan well there's they they, they could have they could have done something different where let's say they didn't kill obi-wan off let's say obi-wan was just injured and out for the count you mean qui-gon? Like the, qui-gon i mean yep. uh and then something happens in attack of the clones and so Anakin is being trained up to a certain point. Uh, and then his, <laughs> his, his, he, he hits arrested development uh, and he can't, uh, and he, and, and then Qui-Gon has to take over the training, uh, you know, 10 years in, and that's where it, it all goes to shit. Uh, maybe, you know, these are all what ifs and, yeah. and these are all things that what could have been, uh, and it doesn't do anybody any good to, t- to talk about that, but that would have been a more interest in my opinion, would have been a more interesting way of, of having Obi-Wan fuck up his training. I don't think Obi-Wan did a bad job training, uh, tr- training Anakin. I think Anakin was going to go bad regardless. Uh, yeah. Anakin was a, was, was kind of a fucking milk toast pussy. No, uh, milk toast. So I disagree. He wasn't a pussy. He was just very much driven by emotions where if you look at Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Yoda and all, and all, actually all the Jedi in the prequels, they seem to very much stepped away from almost like Vulcans from Star Trek. Sorry, people for mentioning the <laughs> other. I got but, back. Yeah. They almost kind of subdued their emotions to focus on the bigger picture, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's where Anakin went wrong is he was very much, focused really on set points, I guess, or I'm trying to figure out how to explain this, but he was focused on little ideas. Like I have to save my mom (laughs) or I have to keep Padme alive. He wasn't focused. He didn't see the bigger picture of what was going on. Yeah. Do you know what pisses me off about Darth Maul and Qui-Gon now since we're talking about this? Hmm. Darth Darth Maul is such a badass. He should have, as he stabbed fucking Qui-Gon, Fucking get the lightsaber and just just go up, cut him right in fucking half. <laughs> well, yeah. no, he did. He did something even. He did something even colder. He let He'd, him suffer. Yeah, he he, he, oh. he shoves it into him. Okay, it's in there. It's in there for a good five or six sections. Seconds. He turns around. He's not even looking at Qui Gon. And he wa- and as he walks and he away, pulls that's it out. When it pulls it out just by the, right. the, the, the. So that's now you're that's talking about the lightsaber, and not his dick, right? <laughs> oh yes. no, I'm sorry. I, I'm on the wrong call. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, he, but uh, we, that with scene, uh, though, that scene where he's like begging Obi Wan, like you know, no matter what, you have to. 
train Anakin. That was such a touching scene. I mean, not probably not the most emotional. I mean, God knows Lucas really can't write emotional dialogue. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was a really touching scene between the master and the apprentice. And then the apprentice is becoming the master. So, and, um, one last thing, just to go back on what I said about Anakin, I was talking mainly about what, what happens in the movies. We, we luckily, we got some redemption and we got the hero Anakin as we saw the clone wars progress Ooh. on the animated series. And the, and the clone wars actually makes you enjoy the, uh, the live action a l- more. You, Way to you cover start your to ass there, the Tim. Thing. Way to cover your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right though. He's hundred percent right. correct. The clone wars, you, cause I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Tim, and in, in the movies, Especially not. I mean, again, we're trying not to talk negative, but I think it's kind of hard to avoid it. Anakin in Episode Two is just—you want to just smother him with a pillow and <laughs> put us out of his misery. But you know, you have the cartoon Clone Wars, and it's just—you really—he grows as a character, and you, he becomes more complex, and not just this whiny little bitch who who loves Padme. Yeah. So yeah, you get you get a you get a much more rounder character with those additional stories, which I think is 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 also uh, for those who read the for for those who are, who really love the 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 expanded universe in the books. Those books for a lot of people will fulfill that for uh, will fill that role for a lot of other characters in the in the in the movies that you only hear maybe say a line like these pretzels were making me thirsty, <laughs> but they have this whole other backstory, which is what Star Wars and characters all about. See? Anywho. Uh, all right. So, is it me? I think. Are we on number, so. what are we at, number one? Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay. your turn, Chris. All right. My number one was already Duel said. Duel of Fates? Twice. <laughs> it is Duel of Fates. Just fucking, the whole fucking moment. Hearing this fucking song, and the, and the sabers, and the flipping, and the jumping, and the humping, and everything that's going on. <laughs> Now, Chris, when did when did you get married? What year? It's ninety seven. Oh, so the, w- now if you had gotten married, let's say in ninety nine, would you have worked duel the fates into your general first time everywhere? Chris, Mister and Mrs. Chris Irons, guaranteed. I actually, I, you know, what's me? I'm, I I love Star Wars and I love Superman. Like those two are like neck and neck at times for me. And I remember walking out during I think the su- Superman theme. Like that Superman was our theme. Yeah walking out but yeah tim if this one would have came out oh my god i, I would have hired a live or- orchestra in the background <laughs> <laughs> to, to fill that to fill that little hall down near uh harleysville or whatever uh, Heller, Heller, hellers town? hellertown yeah. little hellertown bfw yeah. hall yeah, yeah 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 but this everything about it it's it's cool i mean honestly darth maul kicks some serious ass you know between two fucking awesome jedi and it's just and and the whatever those ions of whatever those were jumping from one ledge to the other ledge and all that shit going on the lighty lights that they had to miss it was like the power room or whatever yeah yeah it's it's just it's this this is I was shocked that Adam was yours number four for this uh, it was number three number three Tim's was yours was yours, was yours mine line? was two and yours okay. is one three two one okay Contact. so yeah. We have contact. It's it's fantastic. Dual dual phase, everything going on. Try not to hate it. 
<laughs> but all right, Tim, what's you? My number one is the, uh, the to me this is the greatest thing to come out of uh, to come out of the episode Padme. one, and probably to come out of the prequels in general. It's the Padme, thing that has it? has had the lo- the la- the most the most lasting impact. Actually, the most and also I, I think the most impact on other medium. Uh, within the Star Wars publishing, broadcasting, whatever, Darth Maul. Uh, Very nice. For, I, I would say I would say Darth Maul just behind Darth Vader, and maybe maybe Boba Fett. I think he may even be ahead of Boba Fett. So Vader, Fett, and Maul. Whose ass is the biggest? <laughs> that would be Darth Maul's. <laughs> Why do Ray Park's ass is not that big? He, I mean, he works out, and so he's he's got he's got that he's got that Jean Claude Van Damme keister. <laughs> like, like a little and Vader's, Vader's bubbly butt, all like burned up, and burned up, and he has yeah. no asshole yeah, it's, now. That's it's it's yeah. scar, it's scarred. Um, but no, Darth Maul, like, and and I know that we we a lot of people have talked about this as the as the prequels were going on, um, that. When Revenge of the Sith was over, they're like, "Yeah, but Darth Maul was such a wasted character," and 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 maybe and maybe that was the idea. Maybe it was supposed to end there, but thanks to Clone Wars and other things, Darth Maul has become like one of the most important characters of the entire saga. Solo, little little um, solo, yeah. yeah. Disney Disney understands the the money making potential of this character. And so I don't think we've seen the last of Darth Maul, even though Solo was un- unfortunately a financial um, disappointment uh, in terms of the theater. I think that uh, we are going to see a live-action Darth Maul come back in some fashion, mm-hmm. and I and and I think w- the story is going to continue, and he's going to continue to come back, and continue to enrich the saga as a whole. Um, and and he he really is he's he's a striking visual character, he's mysterious like Darth uh, like um, Boba Fett, um, and it in looking at how Darth Maul, um, how his story turned out, he, now we, we 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 can't we can't discount anybody that we see in any of these movies that has disappeared. Like a lot of people talk about how um, Captain Phasma hasn't been used to her potential. Uh, who knows what's who knows what's up the road in ten years? I mean, if she did die in the Last Jedi, who knows what's going to come up? There, there may be a, a series, a live action series that takes place before, you know, the the Force Awakens, and we see her as the protagonist, so or antagonist, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it, it it opens up a lot of doors, and and as I said, he. Disney knows if there's one thing Disney knows, it's how to make money, and they know that there are billions of dollars riding on this one character alone. So we have not seen the last of him. He's going to be a continuing presence in Star Wars for many years to come. And yeah, please you don't hire Ray Park back if you're going to bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> please. He's Which, by Park. the way, he should get like an Oscar for best kept secret ever <laughs> for Solo. But I, I think you're right. I don't think you don't put him into a movie like Solo. Without having other plans, um, yeah. And we mentioned uh, Rebels earlier. His episodes of Rebels are really good, but not only that, you get 
one of the best episodes, in my opinion, is the final confrontation between him and Obi-Wan. Yes. You know, because it, it ties, it really brings a lot of, I guess, what's called the legends now back into canon with some of the ideas of what happened there. But he's such a great character, and I really hope we do see him, I mean, especially in some of these live-action TV shows coming up. Yeah, so. yeah, he's 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 not gone. He they may have killed him several times <laughs> in <laughs> the comics and TV shows and movies. But as I said, Disney knows how to make money. They know they know uh, they know a golden goose when they see it. Uh, and so I think I think he's he's going to be their golden goose going forward. Him and Darth Vader are the two golden geese. Yeah, and I, I totally of- agree. There's still a lot of time in between Revenge and A New Hope that you know you can play around in, and you know, yeah. Well, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Adam, go back five to one. Tell us your list again, please. Well, uh, are we going to do honorable mentions or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I, other than the ships, the only other two honorable mentions I had was the politics, which I know. It's a snooze fest. It, it, it can be. I think there was, with the politics, was missed potential. Like, I really like, especially when you look at the whole overall arc of the prequels, the idea of this basically proxy war to take control of the galaxy, you know. And I, I wish he'd really, instead of maybe taking The Phantom Menace and made it like a political thriller, you know, and, and really played into the politics side of it. I think you could have done something really interesting. And I think there's some really good seeds planted here. Uh, but, and then at the other one I had was Darth Sidious and Palpatine, you know, seeing Palpatine as a young character or young guy, and then seeing him in the shadows pulling the strings. But those mm-hmm. were the only other two honorable mentions I had. Okay. Tim, you said you had none, right? You said, or... Uh, I, 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 I wrote one okay. and it, it, it is Qui-Gon. Um, he, I, I find him to be a great character and, and in a lot of ways, I think he's a, uh, he's a missed opportunity. Um, so I hope that they, they can work Qui-Gon back into the fold, uh, in, in a meaningful way. But, uh, he, he is, uh, he, he is a, an extremely interesting character. That uh, that I, I think should have gotten more due in, in the movie, but or in the in the prequels, but you know, we got what we got. I had I had the whole. Are you an angel? I think that was so sweet. <laughs> oh, oh god, that was so bad. No, look at he's a young boy and he sees <clears throat> you know a hot chick. Come on, it was adorable. If you say so. I like Anakin's farewell to, to Shmi. I thought that was kind of um, pulling the strings moment. Um, One part I love, but I still question it a little bit, is the fucking, in the opening, um, when they're you know, doing the negotiation thing, and, they're, and Qui-Gon puts the fucking lightsaber through the fucking wall to the door, mm. Mm. and it's just melting for like, you know, five minutes. I love the effects of the of the mountain magma, like lava, just like magma, yeah, yeah, as oozing out. But, but sometimes I always question it. Like a lightsaber should just boom, 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 and then be cut a hole in it. But I guess the door is so thick, or 
so strong or I don't know. Like, why does it take forever for that door to fucking melt kind of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Burn. You <laughs> <laughs> might be burned, but that's that's and I like I like the, I like the scene too where all the all the battle droids get you know unfolded and, and put down and propped out of the ship. That that's always a cool moment, you know, I think. Even though they're just you know Roger Roger, you know. <laughs> but um, that, that that is a pretty awesome scene uh, when when the when you get the reveal of the of the uh, uh, the droids. Yeah, it's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. All right, Adam, now we'll go back. Go go okay. to your five to one. So number five, uh, Coruscant. Number four, the pod race. Three, the final duel slash duel of the fates. <coughs> Two, Darth Maul. And one, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. My five was Naboo. My four was R2-3PO meeting. My three was Anakin and Obi-Wan meeting. Two was a pod racing. And number one was duel of the fates. And my number five was the the lead up in the hype up to the release of the movie. Number four was the editing and sound design of the pod race. Uh, number three was just the overall uh, art direction, the characters, the vehicle, all the design, basically the, the entire design team did a knock, knock out, not out of the park job. Uh, number two, Duel of the Fates, and number one, Darth Maul. So it's cool that we had, we had, we had like uh, the, the 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 pod racing and the duel of fates. I mean, all of us had that on the list. I mean, that has to be yeah. on everyone's list, you know. Well, kind of like what you said, Chris. I mean, you play that song for anybody, they love it. Oh yeah. So, well, Adam, thank you for joining us on this episode. Best five no and stars and character crossover. It's good to hear your sexy voice on with us. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. I- I'd love coming on here with you guys and. I think. Do you say you love coming only, on us? Did you say? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just wait until celebrations. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, plus, I, I love the idea of talking about the positives of Star Wars. I, I think <laughs> a lot of hate, and we need to go back to remember what we love about. So, good way of putting it, Tim. Any last words, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This this was this was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the order that these are all being released, and I know we, we uh, even though you guys haven't heard it yet, we've already recorded um, the uh, the Attack of the Clones. So the idea is is we'll we'll have these for all of the Star Wars movies. Um, so yeah, after this, uh, we 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 still have a few more to record. So keep your ears peeled. I like how we're doing it like, you know, out of sync, out of order a little bit just to throw it out there, but yeah, we got the trilogies, Tim, I think you fucking threatened me by doing did you say the holiday special, I think you said? <laughs> um, we should do the you holiday special. You guys should have done that you should have done that for the Christmas special this year. Yeah. You guys try to find I would dare you to find five things that are good in there. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah this is the 40th Tim, anniversary. Can we call the Ewok, it best, the best Ewok ones? We need to do. We need to do the Ewok movies. Yeah, e- uh, but I think I think the Ewok movies we could probably do is just one episode. The best of five, the Ewok movies. Yeah. All right. What about uh, Clone Wars? We no. could do that. I mean, Clone, Clone Wars, the Clone <coughs> Wars movie would be easy to do. Uh, best of five. There's a lot of great stuff in that movie. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that movie in, in quite some time either. No. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool going back and watching that one again. Well, but all right. Well, thanks for joining us for this crossover Star Wars character best of fives, and um, tune in next time where we pick five good stuff from the next movie. <laughs> yeah.
Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 